Welcome to Stance for Health podcast with Dr. Rod and Karen Wirth, where becoming healthy is not complicated. Control your health by focusing on six areas of life that we teach you so you finally have the energy you want, have to do what you want instead of being a victim of your age. I have over 20 years experience working as a chiropractor and Karen is a author, speaker, and longevity coach. We've seen how a tiny change in your habits today can open up your life to a powerful future. Start today and take your stance for health. Welcome to Stance for Health podcast. This is Karen Sebastian Worth, and I am here with Dr. Rodney, and we're going to talk today about what does rest have to do with longevity? And this morning, Dr. Rodney was telling me about his dream, and it just kind of sparked this conversation with us. What is rest? And so can you share your dream? Happy to share my dream. And so you've put this, you've put this backdrop for, for a, the dream from a place of rest, right? But and mixing a dream with rest, you're like, how, how, how are those related? Well, in the dream, I was exchanging what looked like an old beat up pillow, right? The reality is, is that what pillow means in dream talk or imagery is intimacy and rest or a place of peace. Mm. That's what a pillow is. So pretty surprised when when uh, when I was exchanging this pillows that, that she actually gave me this major currency. I was like, what? Wow. This is worth it. Worth it. This is really it. worth something. I love it. And so all these people that I look behind me and all these people were bringing in all their forms of riches and different values of things. And, and my little pillow, my little beat up pillow is worth like this much I, again it just it reiterated to me how much what we're what, what are we all looking for really is that place of hebrew calls it shalom working from it's doing everything from that place this place this this exchange that we get for rest peace intimacy it's for everybody i love it i love it and what's the product of it exactly we, get, we live this life of joy you know? exactly so Let's back up just a little bit. I love you started to define what is rest from that dream. And it involves good sleep. We've got a couple of podcasts on that. It's not the only thing, though. So here's what we want to talk about. How about this definition? Rest is a state of being where you know that God is taking complete care of every aspect of your life. How do you like that definition, Dr. Rodney? I like it a lot. What is the ideal rest? What does that look like to you? To me, it is a release from pressure because I've lived in a whole lifetime in ministry and in the marketplace. And so it seemed like there really was no rest. So my weekends were spent busier than ever helping with the needs of a small church. My late husband, Bill, was a pastor and our churches were little. And that meant you pretty much did everything from cleaning the toilets to teaching Sunday school to leading worship to whatever. And then Monday came and then I entered into the work 
load of that. But most important, what I think is that internal pressure. And it was like hamster wheel just kept going, 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 going where rest is hitting the release valve from that kind of like from a pressure cooker. My mom used to use the old fashioned pressure cookers that you would put under the faucet, turn the cold water on. And then it was, it was like, so to me, rest is that. What about you? It's funny you ask that because when I consider the opposites, you know, you think of the opposite of rest, you think, okay, I must be working, right? Rest, work. And so what you're really talking about is a state of mind from which we operate. Oh, I like that. In everything that we do, right? Because I called it a state of being, but it could also be a, a mindset. It's almost, I would almost say that for me, it's like part of a definition of health. I love it. It's like, let's infuse the definition of hope with rest. And and, and in other words, it's an optimal state. In other words, you're always, we're not always perfectly at rest. We're not in that state of rest. We're not in that state of peace. And yet we're always, and it sounds kind of a contradiction here. We're always working toward uh, that status, the opposite of a sense of hurry or an adrenaline rush. You said that rest, the opposite of rest is a sense of hurry. And I think with that, you've defined our culture. With that, it's almost like we have these two different ways of approaching life. Corporate. Corporate. Because <laughs> the another way to say it, maybe the world system. The world system and is it never enough. I think it's that sense of it's never enough. So you have those performance reviews and you worked so hard and you were go, 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 go. And they say, well, that wasn't enough. And you just feel. Mm. Isn't it almost like I, I get what you're saying. It, it almost sounds like we're talking about they've got a reference to uh, Star Wars references here. That a doubt. Empire. That's what I wondered when yeah. you said the Empire. Kind of back. <laughs> but then when you think of Shalom, the Empire would call you lazy, kind of like what was in the dream. Right. He wants us to get to that place where, well, let me make maybe I'm going to make an exchange to go from empire to shalom. And our in our hearts, we have to ruthlessly, as John Mark Comer and one of his uh, fellow authors said, we have to ruthlessly eliminate hurry. Exactly. Because it's that sense of I'm not enough. I've always got more to do. Yeah. So that's, uh, so that's opposite of what God tells us. Yes. He's content that Holy Spirit is continually telling us you are enough. You're good. I look at creation. I'm happy with you. I'm glad for you. I love you. There's nothing but grace. I have nothing but good thoughts towards you. And the reality is empire says something completely opposite to that. So good. So why is rest so important when it comes to longevity then? Our pastor, Robert Morris, he gives a lot of references in scripture and those references lead us back to Actually, the fourth commandment actually you know, basically says, take the day off. And that's actually the title of the book. And what we're really chronicling is that rest is so important because it actually helps us unplug from that persistent 
cortisol, those those chemicals in our bodies that when they persist, organs actually get damaged by that. Your, your brain starts to function differently. Your cardiovascular system starts to function differently. Your joints start to function differently. And you actually gain extra weight that you don't want. So all of that compounds to an early death. So the enemy is cortisol, but you need a certain amount of that when you wake up in the morning. And that's just to get your get your body going. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like it's all bad because you mentioned earlier that there can be good stresses, but the bad stress is the one where you just feel like you're on that hamster wheel that I referred to earlier. And really rest is more like an inside job where you're no longer feeling that sense of constant urgency. Like you have to keep going, keep going, keep going. It's that you don't know how to stop. It's a little bit like the alarm that we get. That's either you hear the word fire and you think, oh my gosh, it's fire. It's really a fire. You, you hear the, you see, you know, you see that you hear the alarms go off. I've never been around when there's actually a shark attack, but it's okay to go in the water again. But you remember the movie Jaws? Some of you might remember that. Yeah, it's not, now it's safe to go in the water. And there's so many different ways to look at that. You know, some, sometimes it's just a form of a, a sense of threat or an attack. Mm-hmm. And that's the, at least that's the way your body perceives it. And the limbic system in the brain is really only designed to fire off when that's happening. But if it's happening too much, then you're overworking the system. That Well, that is really, really good because it's, the, I always get them mixed up, but it's a sympathetic versus the parasympathetic. So the sympathetic is the one that fires off the four Fs, the freeze. Uh, fight or flight, freeze or fawn. Mm-hmm. Good and so thanks. And so that's what you want to have that calm because do you really want to get out and fight that person that just pulled in front of you on the freeway or can you just let it go? And I think that that is one of the things that we struggle with in our society. The reality is that we could actually add a, a fifth F to that and just, you know, put inflammation mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. inflammation is actually a cause of a lot of different diseases indirectly because of its, because it's what it's actually doing to your body because of the chemicals and things like that. And uh, what it does to the brain, what it does to the cardiovascular system and the joints. Yeah. What we're actually talking about is those things that we heard about a lot in COVID that are you know, cytokines. Yes. The cytokine storm, it became actually people had actually heard of that for the first time after that hit. What we're talking about then is we've raised the problem, but let's look at some solutions. I love solutions. How can we get some better rest, Dr. Rodney? Lots of freebies here. You know, if you just look at bargain basement prices. Mm -hmm. Actually, if you schedule on your busy schedule, a rest day, a day where you basically unplug from social media, you unplug your phone and uh, I know it's it's like, where's my phone? Where's We are addicted to it, aren't we? It is. Yeah. And it, it comes back to what you were saying earlier about Pastor Robert Morris talking about taking a day of rest, just like when God created the earth, he took a day of rest. And we also have begun to schedule it. It's been about well over, it's on, 
a year because a year ago is when we taught the class at the equip classes at uh, Gateway Grand Prairie. And we didn't want to be hypocrites. So we started to actually take one full day of rest. And it has been transformational. I think at that point, you have to, when you take the day off, it's a way to trust the story, his story. Mm -hmm. His story is that seventh day. I Wow, that's that's really good. I and like look that. at all the good that happened. It's like it sets it apart. Yeah. And you can celebrate the good things that happen. Yes. And you have, you work real hard because in Hebrews, it says hurry to enter into rest. And I never can figure that out. Why are we hurrying to enter into rest? It says labor. It doesn't say hurry, but labor work so that then you have a contrast because what's happened since the pandemic is that as people moved their work to home, now that we have the electronics to do that, they never stop working and the expectation and setting the boundaries to say, I can't answer that. And we have done that here at Stance Chiropractic. We actually just had a health partner, speaking of Stance Chiropractic, we just had somebody come in and say that because her calendar is accessible, she actually had somebody fill in some of her empty, empty times or empty dates on her calendar. And those were scheduled to come see us. <laughs> so she says now she's going to start scheduling her visits to come to the, to the, to our office. And they'll say that it's and, full. And it's say that it's full because she's making that a priority. So I think that's number one, make it a priority to rest. Just put it into your schedule. Life-giving, essentially yeah. nothing things. And if, in fact, some people would actually suggest in, to where you're bored with the kids was that when they would come to me and say, I'm bored, I would give them chores. And so they learned to not necessarily say that. And uh, that happens, especially we are just addicted to our devices. And unplugging from that can be a challenge because it is a dopamine hit. It is an addiction. Oh, you've had mentioned the chemical extra points for you. <laughs> so you're you're saying that that you can actually become addicted to dopamine? Yes. Oh, because I did. And you know, when we put a reel out, we're we're just checking it nonstop to see because every once in a while we'll have thousands of views. And, and it's just silly because we're just thrilled that you actually have stuck with us with this podcast as long as you have and you're listening because we want you to enter into a rejuvenation lifestyle. And that can happen. Another one, how do we reduce the sense of threat? That's that internal voice that am I doing enough? Is it going to be okay? What if I'm not available to work on those days? Will my needs be met? Will we, will we financially be able to make it? Because that's what I was talking about earlier when I was referring to nonstop working. Do you think that by virtue of taking the the leap of faith? Yes. Of, oh, say, I of saying that. I am actually going to take a day off. Yes. And I'm going to trust. Basically, I'm going to trust and take God at his word. Yes. And yes. say, you know, I am going to, I am trusting that this will work out the way he says it will. I'm just going to honor the Sabbath. I'm going to honor that rest. I think that reduces a sense of threat because it it helps you enter into trust. 
Yes, absolutely. And so when we're saying reduce the sense of threat, you reduce that sense of that it's all up to me. Another point, he is the God of enough. Actually, can I add to that? Sure. He's the God of more than enough. When I think of enough, though, I think that if you add, let's say you're, you're you're actually looking at like Michelangelo's David and he, I don't know how long he actually worked on it. Right. Or even on the Sistine Chapel who did that just brief history quiz, art quiz. Where's Greta, Greta, Ada, when we want her. Yeah. If you added one more brush stroke or one more blow of the hammer to either of those two masterpieces, it would be too much. And God said after six days, that's it. That's enough. That's really good. I really like that. That's, that's, yeah, that's he did really say good. It was good. I love that. I'm also thinking about the fact that we do good work, but we can be so self-critical. Mm. We can not think it's enough or feel like we need to be so humble about it. I think, I think that you do the best to your ability and then you release it and go, okay, let's see where this goes. The other thing I uh, that I think of too is that we can actually stimulate what we would normally think of as threat centers, like not breathing, breath cessation, mm-hmm. or, or even mm-hmm. like cold exposure or heat exposure. Those are things that normally we would go, Oh my gosh. I'm what, not doing that. What am I going to do if I get to take a cold shower? Am I going to freeze to death? You know, those types of things that seem yes. like threat. I, I wonder if at times we we avoid those things because we think that's actually going to increase. The reality is it actually decreases. It toughens you up for what happens in life, the things that are unexpected. And I, I think that that is really brilliant. With that, what our body, it, we actually engage is homeostasis. When you think of homeostasis, you've probably heard it in science. What do you think of? That the body is seeking a balance. Yeah. Yeah. It's there's, you're building up with metabolism and you're tearing down in your body, rebuilding with catabolism. And so metabolism is the sum total of breaking down and building up and your body. So with that, what you get is a sense of, all right, I've got pH that's changing. I've got oxygen levels that are changing. I've got CO2 levels that are elevated. I've got this chemical that's doing that, that chemical that's doing that, this hormone that's doing that and so on. And this level of tension in my muscles, the body really wants to be nice and in the middle. And so it's always that sense of when you when you're finding homeostasis, homeostasis just merely means that that's that it's it's trying to find rest. It's I like tr- that. it's trying to it's it's laboring to find rest. I like that. Isn't that and funny? so I love what you said earlier. You I'm still chewing on that that when I take a cold shower, I talk to myself and I say this is for your good. And it does. It, it it wakes you up and your body is invigorated and you don't die. So the more that you do that, the more that your body says, oh, okay, I can trust her. I love that. Mm. We already said this, but as part of a rest day, we reduce or practically eliminate other than saying good morning to 
the usual people, right? We actually eliminate social media. We don't look at it as much. I don't see Karen on her phone. I don't I don't see her doing that. I don't do it myself. I like to read books because that's something that is fun for me. And it's a whole nother subject. We won't we won't necessarily talk about right now, but in reference to sleeping and in reference to rest, good rest, good sleep, looking at a book is actually better for you in the long term because you're not hyper stimulating a part of your brain that affects sleep wake cycles with mm-hmm. that blue light, that mm-hmm. hyper blue light on your your screens. And really the, the note that I put there was more to say at the towards the time when you're going to go to sleep, mm-hmm. don't be on your devices or if you are, wear glasses that eliminate that blue light, which is what you're referring to. And I love how you're actually leading up to good sleep by saying something just ahead of that about regular movement and mm-hmm. also known as exercise. We prefer HIT because of the research that we've done on it. But if you hit it, not HIT, but high intensity interval. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry for that. We're so familiar with them. Yeah. Yes. But that also puts you, you don't want to go too high, but you want to push yourself for a short burst mm-hmm. and then relax. And, and that is is just part of that rhythm. I'm I'm hearing, what I'm hearing from all this is you need to get into a rhythm of rest. Mm, That's so good. Yeah, I was actually, here we are Tuesday, and I I was just thinking somewhat about, okay, what did we get from that last Shabbat, that last day off that we took? And it was so filled with family. I was like, yes. yeah, so fulfilling. So we had rich our with- grandson's birthday. So babysat the baby on Saturday. We celebrated the cake on Sunday. And it was different, but so sweet and so life-giving. Yes. So we were talking about exercise. And even if you're walking and you increase your speed and decrease your speed and you increase just as long as what we're really saying with with high intensity interval training is is that we're not redlining. We're not going so far into your excessive heart rate that you're doing damage to your heart, blood vessels, and ultimately the inside of your cells and the mitochondria. And that's just one of those little organelles, those little things inside your cell that energizes you and you can damage those guys. And you're only as healthy ultimately as your cells and your mitochondria. I love it. So our final point here, as we talk about how to get better rest is what you probably thought we were going to talk about in the first place, get seven to eight hours of sleep every night. So sleep and rest aren't synonymous. Not necessarily. Okay. So one leads to the other. So everything that we've said to this point, like scheduling a restful day actually Mm -hmm. leads to good sleep. And so does reducing a sense of threat. So you're not like your wheels aren't spinning while you're trying to get to sleep. And Mm -hmm. when you unplug from social media, you actually end up having less stimulation to your brain. That's blue light. Doesn't doesn't keep you awake. And then regular movement actually gives you chemicals that help you sleep, actually degrade to certain certain things that help uh, assuage your your pain throughout the day. Well, how many hours of sleep do most people think that they need to? Well, I think to, to people fully know. wash. I think right. the eight hour principle, but you when you ask people, most of them only get six. Yeah, and if they get eight in bed, were those actual sleep hours? Oof. 
Hmm. This so, is there's there's basically there's no condemnation on this. This no, is just no, but it's just it really affects so much of how you feel the next day when you don't get good sleep. And it was discovered in like the last three years that this is actually a system that kicks in when you go to sleep. It's the, I, I remember it. Go for it. Glymphatic system. Did you say lymphatic system? No, glug, glug, glug. Well, so it's a completely glug, glug, system. glug. Okay. Lymphatic. It's when your brain clears out all the junk. And the reason it's so significant is because that's what accumulates in the brain when they do autopsies on people who've had Alzheimer's or dementia. They oh, find so. plaque. Uh, and that was because they were not getting these levels of sleep. Yeah. These plaques are amyloid plaques and some would say neurofibrillary tangles. There's big fancy words for nervous system that's not functioning right anymore. It's like a little Pac-Man goes in there and eats up all the bad stuff. If you mm. set up your sleep right. Oh, oh, you mean like cleans it up? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Like it t- gets rid of of the debris, so to speak. It's a so sleep has has its own system. Yes. Wow. So we are so happy to come to you with Stance for Health. And encourage you to take your Stance Stance for for Health. Thank you for joining us at Stance for Health podcast, where getting healthy and staying that way are not as complicated as you might think. Subscribe now and discover steps and small changes that can increase your energy and open the door to vibrant health and longevity. If this podcast has been helpful, please write a review. We'll see you next time.